Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, back in the studio after our Stuff the Bus event on Friday, and while that campaign takes care of basic classroom supplies for kids in need, Hancock County Job and Family Services and Ohio Means Jobs have a program to help provide new clothes for back to school. We'll get details. Also this morning, happening around town, you're invited to go on an around-the-world tour, paving the road to hope for those in need of a second chance through Welcome to a New Life. And there's something for every member of the family in the month of August at the Marathon Center for the Performing Arts. Heather Clough will be here to tell us what's happening. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Monday, July 31st, 2023. A new ranking from a 2020 medical database has found the countries with the shortest people. The shortest countries. Uh, Let's see here. And uh, the shortest people in the world live in Timor, Laos, and Madagascar. Uh, In those countries, people are on average just over five foot one inch tall. Um. They go on to say, though, in this report, that national height averages change over decades. So why are some countries shorter than others? Well, not the countries themselves, but the people therein. About a third of the explanation, according to uh, scientists, uh, about a third of the explanation could be genes. But that does not explain the change over time. So changes over time and variations around the world are largely environmental. In fact, they say diet is likely a factor in changing uh, height averages over time. So now you know. What I don't know, and I wish that this report uh, said, were the tallest people in the world. And it says short people are in Timor, Laos, and Madagascar, but I don't know where the tallest. I may have to do some further research into this very important subject. It's kind of interesting. One of the first things you need to know this morning, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day. Did you have a good weekend? Uh, My wife and I went to the uh, Ohio State Fair over the weekend, had a really good time. Uh, It was uh, rather ironic heading into the weekend. uh, All last week, we were trying to decide, do we go Saturday? Do we go Sunday? Um... And, and we finally decided to break the, the weather forecast was for we actually spent the entire weekend uh, in Columbus and um, we were trying to decide uh, whether we would do we would go shopping <laughs> on, on Saturday and stay fair on Sunday or the other way around. And the uh, forecast was for uh, all week long was for showers on Saturday, uh, showers and storms and then dry on Sunday. And it was weird. It turned out to be the exact opposite. We, we had dry weather uh, on Saturday, and, and then it rained on, on Sunday on us when we were out uh, shopping. But anyway, uh, the reason I bring this up, um, not that you're particularly interested in what I did over the weekend, but uh, you go to the state fair or any large gathering of people, uh, but especially the state fair. And I know we did this when our uh, kids were younger. Uh, you have those uh, lost kid tags that they hand out. At the uh, at the state fair, uh, I think they still do that, right? They have uh, the lost kid uh, tents at the uh, at the state fair, and they'll uh, hand out these little tags. You put them on the uh, on on your kid's shoes or on their sleeve or something, and it has their name and their address and so on. So uh, your and mom and dad's phone number. So if the kid gets separated uh, and gets lost, then they can get a hold of uh, mom and dad wherever they are in the fairgrounds and so on. Uh, well, this is kind of interesting. Modern day uh, ki- uh, parents are doing kind of the same thing with air tags. The $29 tracking device for your Apple uh, iPhone. According to a recent report in the Washington Post, parents are resorting to using air tags to keep track of their kids' real time locations, which may make sense uh, for, uh, events where there are big crowds, like for example, the state fair or something like that. Uh, but, uh, they are actually using them on an everyday basis to track their kids, especially younger children who may not have cell phones, who may be too young to carry a phone. 
Uh, you can give them an air tag, stick that in their pocket, and you can track them wherever they go. Now, Apple says this is not the use for which air tags are intended. Uh, they're not supposed to be used to track people or pets or things like that. Um, but people are doing that anyway. Um, using them with the consent of the children can offer protection from potentially dangerous technologies, it says here. Uh, moreover, it grants kids the independence they need for a happy childhood. So if you're a parent and your kid has an air tag, you're maybe more likely to let them go outside and play. You know how we used to do when we were little and kids don't do that anymore. Part of that reason is because parents are so afraid of letting kids out of their sight. But with the air tags, they're at least giving them a little bit more uh, independence. I thought that was kind of interesting. Are you doing that? Are you, uh, do you know somebody who did? I know my, uh, uh, my son uses uh, an air tag to keep track of his pet. He's got a, an air tag. Uh, my son's dog has a, an air tag on his collar, which in case he ever gets out and gets lost, they can, uh, they can track him. But tracking a kid, uh, that's an interesting idea. I'd never really thought about that, but I can see where that would be handy. Speaking of uh, cell phone use, a major report from the UN is warning against excessive smartphone use in schools. We're starting to think about back to school now. One of the things that my wife and I noticed when we were out uh, doing, uh, you know, our had our weekend shopping adventure um, on Sunday, a lot of folks shopping for back to school clothes. There are a lot of parents and kids uh, out there because we're getting close now. Um, but with back to school right around the corner, this uh, report warns against excessive smartphone use in schools. As a matter of fact, the uh, UN's Education, Science, and Culture Agency, UNESCO, is calling for a global ban on smartphone use in school. They say evidence shows that excessive use of smartphones is linked to diminished performance in school, in class. It also said a high screen time has negative effects on children's emotional stability, which uh, I think most of us would agree on. UNESCO says its urge for a smartphone ban is a message that technology should work for people, not the other way around. Technology should work for people, not people working for technology. The agency said uh, tech, including artificial intelligence, should serve a human-centered vision of education. So I don't know if that will actually come to pass. I can't imagine a smartphone ban in schools. That seems rather dramatic, but it is uh, what the uh, UN agency is calling for. Barbie continues to be big in theaters and scammers are cashing in. Did you see this? Cyber criminals have been taking advantage of the hype around the Barbie movie to launch a wave of online scams. Software security firm McAfee claims to have documented 100 new instances of malware with Barbie-related file names in the last three weeks. Most of the scam attempts involve setting up fake Barbie websites that advertise free tickets to the movie, but instead pop up links that hijack personal info with spyware. Uh, so to avoid getting scammed, McAfee advises Barbie fans to stick with reliable retailers and streamers and only buy movie tickets from reputable theater chains. So it's crazy. Boy, these scam artists, they'll capitalize on anything, won't they? Even the Barbie movie. Have you no shame, man? And uh, the other new movie in theaters this weekend, the new movie in theaters this weekend, uh, Disney's Haunted Mansion. And we mentioned on Friday, uh, I think the reason why they released Haunted Mansion in the middle of July is so that by the time Halloween rolls around, it'll be out there uh, for rent on uh, streaming and home video. Uh, I think that's the that's the thing they're thinking they're going to make more money off of the streaming to home for home viewing than they will in theaters. So let's get it in theaters now so it can be uh, out uh, for home viewing in time for Halloween. But anyway, there is a new Airbnb near Los Angeles that is a tribute to the haunted mansion, Disney's famous haunted mansion, the ghostly retreat in Fullerton 
has been wired with special sound, special lighting and visual effects, all inspired by the famous haunted house attraction at Disney theme parks. The Airbnb is listed by a production designer who has worked with Universal Studios, Not Scary Farm, and other theme parks. A one-night stay costs $649. You could not pay me enough. I mean, I know it's fake, but still. No thank you. But some people are true fans. And one other item here among the first things you need to know this morning, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day. Big news, big news. We have a new Scrabble world champion. An Australian man by the name of David Eldar won $10,000 and bragging rights after besting his opponent at the world, besting his final opponent at the World Scrabble Championship in Las Vegas over the weekend. Now, that's some pretty exciting stuff right there. The World Scrabble Championships in Las Vegas over the weekend. Over 132 players competed for the title over the course of the four-day event. And uh, Mr. Eldar, the ultimate victor, uh, played some very unique words in winning the title. Uh, Thrimsis, uh, Sosati. Uh, just a couple of the more unique words, Thrimsas, T-H-R-I-M-S-A-S, and Sosati, S-O-S-A-T-I-E. Both are legal words. They sound like things that he would have just made up, don't they? But they are actually legal words. I have no idea what they mean. Don't ask me. But I thought what was interesting about this, ultimately, his final word, the final word in winning the Scrabble world title, women. <laughs> Women, W-O-M-E-N, women, which just goes to prove, once again, that women always have the final word. There you go. Some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Monday morning started. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather. Plenty of sunshine expected today with a high in the low 80s. Just a few clouds tonight, a low around 60 The Finley Police Department says somebody tried to rob the Subway restaurant on South Main Street in downtown. Police said a male suspect entered the restaurant and told the employees that he needed $100. When the suspect was not given the money, he ran out of the back of the business and threatened to come back and shoot up the place. Nobody was injured during the attempted robbery. Police said the suspect was wearing a green stocking hat and had a bandana covering his face. Get more on the website. An Ohio student was honored at the annual Ohio School Safety Summit because he saw something and said something. West Geauga High School student Casey Orlowski was honored for helping to stop a possible mass shooting at his school back in April. I wish for the day when these awards are no longer handed out, when we can all go to school without the constant threat of violence or bullying and just learn or teach like we're supposed to. During the safety summit, attendees also heard from a school resource officer who was involved in the Sandy Hook school shooting. Kate Burdett, ONN News. The Finley-Hancock County Community Foundation Advocacy Program is helping local nonprofits identify and secure public funding. Since 2020, this program has helped local nonprofits access nearly $7 million in public funding. This funding has helped areas like child care, recreation, youth development, and nonprofit operating support, seniors, the arts, water quality, hunger, and more. That's Community Foundation President and CEO Brian Treese. Learn more about their advocacy program and the story on our website. One of the Cleveland Browns' all-time greats is one step closer to Canton. Former Cleveland head coach Marty Schottenheimer has been named one of 12 semi-finalists in the Pro Football Hall of Fame's coach category for the class of 2024. The special committee meets again on August 15th. Schottenheimer coached 21 NFL seasons for four different teams, including four and a half with the Browns from 1984 to 1988. I'm Tracy Townsend. Remember, you can always get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Matt Demchek for 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. So, of course, you remember on Friday, we were at McDonald's on Tiffin Avenue for our annual Stuff the Bus campaign. And it's kind of interesting. We were talking about how expensive it is to send kids back to school I saw this on the uh, Newswire. It's not just in this country. Uh, According to the um, 
international money transfer platform, worldremit.com. They crunched the numbers and uh, found that uh, many countries, 40% of countries, uh, actually pay more than their monthly income to send kids back to school each year. More than their monthly income. Some regions, when it comes specifically to school supplies, uh, some regions of the world experienced a staggering 78% cost hike this year over last. Down under in Australia, as a couple of examples, down under in Australia, a pack of uh, 12 pencils is now four times what it cost last year. In India, notebooks are almost six times more expensive than in 2022. 78% average yearly cost hike in uh, some reasons. Interestingly, uh, there are three countries, Canada, the UK, and Australia, that actually witnessed a slight drop in the percentage of income allocated for school supplies. I don't think that happened uh, in this country, but man... A month's income to send kids back to school. And the National Retail Federation, as we were mentioning on Friday, uh, estimates that it will cost a little over $800 to send a kid back to school this year. That's just for one kid. And if you have more than one, uh, you can do the math on how expensive this will be. Of course, it is more than just school supplies. A big chunk of that is school closed. And while Stuff the Bus takes care of the basic classroom supplies, Hancock County Job and Family Services and Ohio Means Jobs have a program to help with the close for back to school. Brianna Wybera is with us this morning from uh, 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 Hancock County Job and Family Services. I'm sorry, I had a little brain fart there. I apologize. Brianna, thanks very much for uh, dropping by. These numbers are just uh, staggering. I mean, the the amount of money that it costs to send a, a kid back to school, and you can see where for families that are, you know, struggling to make ends meet in a regular month, this can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So your uh, back to school close program actually has been going on. Uh, I guess you opened up uh, applications for this what last month, right, or in the past month, earlier this month. Yes, we started taking applications on July 1st, and we will continue to take them until August 31st. So we're about in the middle of the program, but we want to make sure that we are reaching out to the families who haven't already applied. Just let them know it's not too late if they're interested. Uh, So how many uh, families, I don't mean to put you on the spot with an exact number, Mm -hmm. but how many families uh, have you helped this far and compare that to where you were last year? So... Last year, I believe we helped a little over 500 families. Um, So far this year, we've received about 230 applications. Okay, so pretty close. Mm -hmm. Um, But the the need is uh, tremendous uh, for this. I mean, you see that uh, uh, every year. Yes. So how does this uh, program work? Give us all of the details. (laughs) So the first step is just to come in to Ohio Means Jobs, Fill out an application. We'll send you a checklist. Hopefully, we'll send you an approval, and then we give you a call to come in and pick up your voucher. Families would need to be at or under the 150% federal poverty level. Okay. Um, and basically, we're just checking income, resources, um, and that's the biggest thing it's, just to get you approved. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, a fairly simple and straightforward uh, application process. Yes. Um, and then once they... Uh, once they're approved, is this is this a voucher? Is it cash? I mean, how does it uh, how, how does it work? What are the logistics of mm-hmm. uh, of this? Right. So after you get your approval notice in the mail, mm-hmm. um, someone from our Ohio Means Jobs office will give you a call, arrange for a pickup time for you to come in, sign for your voucher, and then you can take it and go shopping at the um, vendor of your choice. Now uh, it's interesting because we were talking a little bit before we went on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Ohio's tax-free weekend is coming up this weekend, and a lot of uh, folks will try and time their back-to-school shopping, which is what the tax-free weekend is uh, all about. Mm-hmm. Um, this takes a little bit longer to get approved, but if you are approved, you don't really have to worry about that, right? Correct. Yep. There's. Yep. No taxes are associated with the voucher. So, mm-hmm. uh, so in other words, when you uh, get a voucher, you take that to the retailer. There's no tax charge at all. So, mm-hmm. whatever your allocation is, how much is 
uh, is allocated for this? So it's $225 per child in okay. the household. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and is it one application for the entire household? Does that cover all of the children? Yep. So if you have four kids, you only need one application. Um, another thing about the applications, if you have, um, if you're unable to get out there due to transportation, you can just give us a call. We can always mail it or email an application to you as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then once you go and, and shop, uh, then you get the full value of that voucher uh, toward the uh, to the school close, so you don't have to worry about the uh, tax eating into that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, right. Um, and and is this uh, good at at any retailer participating retailers? I mean, how does that work? So we have a couple different vendors that are already set up with Hancock County. Okay. Um, so at the time of application, they can choose, or they can just write it on the application. Or when we have the application, we're processing it. We're calling the families and asking them where they would prefer to go. Okay, and um, again, this is available for as long as the the funding or through the uh, end of August. Is that you know how does how many of these are available? <laughs> I guess is the question. It is until funding is exhausted. Okay, the biggest thing is it has to be Hancock County family resident. Okay. Um, and they have to meet the income guidelines at, right. at or below 150% federal poverty level. Okay. Uh, but there is uh, funding still available. It's yes. like we said, uh, it, the application period started in July 1st, mm-hmm. but there is still funding available, which is one of the things we want to highlight. Yes. Again, as we're talking about back to school and especially helping those in need, we spent uh, an awful lot of time on Friday talking about the school supplies and mm-hmm. uh, how important those are. But you got to have you know new clothes or back to school i mean you mm-hmm. know that's uh, an important part of it too how long does and again we're getting close to back to school time now mm-hmm. uh time is a little bit short what is the uh, whole process from application to getting the voucher is that you know uh, a week two weeks i mean what is the typical time frame there so we have 30 days to process the application. Okay. Um, we're trying to get them taken care of within the first couple of days. Okay. Um, but then we have to wait for the voucher to come back from our um, fiscal office. Okay. So the only thing I can say is just please be patient. And as soon as we get the vouchers back, we will give them a call. The other uh, reason that's important and significant is mm-hmm. that you want to get those applications in ASAP. Yes. To not only make sure that you you still have the funding, but also Mm -hmm. that you get those vouchers back in time to actually do your back-to-school shopping before back-to-school. Right. (laughs) Um, We've got a link up for more information on our webpage. If you go to uh, goodmornings.net, you can learn more. But again, it goes hand-in-hand with the school supplies drive, uh, the uh, uh, school clothing uh, program through uh, Hancock County Job and Family Services and Ohio Means Jobs. And again, uh, Brianna Wybera with us uh, this morning. Brianna, thanks very much for dropping by. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So I want to talk about a uh, fun new event that is uh, happening here around town. It is an around the world tour. Paving the road to hope for those in need of a second chance through the organization Welcome to a New Life. And uh, joining us this morning is the uh, co-founder of Welcome to a New Life, Stan Kajawa, along with uh, the uh, organization's uh, president, the Grand Poobah, uh, Carla Benjamin. Thank you both for uh, dropping by. Uh, First of all, I want to start, for those who are not familiar with Welcome to a New Life, uh, Stan, explain what this is and where the inspiration for this came. From well, once again, thank you for having us this morning, Chris. Uh, we go back a few years, don't yeah, we? We do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> back in the old revolts years ago. But you know, um, it really I had the opportunity to be involved with the jail uh, through some volunteering um, mm-hmm. for over almost thirty years. So I had yeah. a chance to go in there with some volunteers to go and do some serving of food, etc. So. Um, it gave me a feeling of of helping these individuals, mm-hmm. and it, that's how the story really started. Yeah. And then, of course, I took a sabbatical, went to Florida in '09, came back here, and had a conversation with my church, and we started to do it once again. Mm-hmm. So going back in, so there's a lot to that in, entire story, but it just grew from 
uh, with the help of God and a lot of support here in town from so many people and organizations and don't forget the uh, different nonprofits that are a huge part of our of mm-hmm. our success story too. And the idea is to pair up those who are incarcerated with mentors who can uh, help them make better choices moving forward. That's to correct. keep them from ending up back uh, in that same situation. Yes, yeah. and they are trained to, um, to go into into to have this responsibility and spend about one uh, breakfast, lunch, or dinner with the uh, mentees. Mm-hmm. And that relationship is really amazing. I mean, it, it could last for years. There's no timetables, no graduation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just something that's there. And uh, But to see the success stories and see people down and out and having no hope whatsoever and walking into a jail and interviewing with Carla and Puck, you know, myself, and just uh, seeing that uh, many of them have been able to go on probation and along with our program and, and uh, the success and giving them an opportunity to, to uh, get housing if they need it mm-hmm. and, um, and uh, transportation and many of the other agencies in town that help Carla with, with yeah. so many other uh, items that we have to work with. And it really is a new life. I mean, you know, helping people with the the things that they need to be successful uh, when they have served their time to avoid recidivism. That is correct, Chris. And thank you again, as Stan mentioned, for allowing us to be here. Um, it is a beautiful thing to be able to help individuals that are wanting to change their life. Um, they struggle. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's a very lonely change of life. And so for us to be able to come alongside them, mm-hmm. give them that kinship, give them that support mm-hmm. um, with the mentorship, it is beautiful, especially when you start seeing families then reunited. Yeah. Um, you see them now change their life and they're working. Now they're becoming productive citizens. We've had several individuals that actually start volunteering and giving back as well, which is amazing mm-hmm. and beautiful to see. Like we had one individual that used to stay at the city mission and then to be able to say, hey, I'm collecting money so that I could buy a pallet worth of, you know, flip-flops for people that are there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome to see yeah. that and to hear people getting that engaged. Well, Stan, was that one of the things that you envisioned when you started is that some of these people uh, that, that you help uh, turn around and become, you know, part of the solution uh, on the other side? That's definitely correct. I mean, that's the most, that's the reason. It's our yeah. mission, you know, and it's it's great to see those individuals changing. Yeah. You know, we have some setbacks and relapses and things like that, but that's, that's common with the individuals mm-hmm. that we're dealing with, yeah. but we don't give up. Yeah. And it's, it's just phenomenal to see it happening. And ultimately to see some of those individuals paying it forward has got to be tremendously fulfilling. Oh, look yeah. what it's doing for our community right now. And especially with the employment uh, situation as tight as it is, yeah. it gives them a chance to get some education, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and just uh, turn your life around. And, yeah. and uh, so, that's important. So the Around the World Tour is a, a fundraiser that you've come up with uh, in order to help uh, you know, fund these programs, make these programs possible. Tell us a little bit about, uh, about this event. So yes, um, the Around the World Tour is actually Welcome to Your Life's first fundraiser. We're, we're doing it by ourselves, which is pretty exciting. <laughs> um, we are like big people now, I, you know. Um, but it's awesome. We are doing this fundraiser this coming Saturday at the Finley Country Club. Um, and really, it is about sustainability of our program. Um, the impact that we're making in our community, we want to continue to do that. And we want to be able to help more people. Um, when we see that the that people want to to have a new life we want to we see that people do recover Mm -hmm. we see that mentorship does work what better way to do that than to be able to have a program that's being able to help support that and so um this is what our fundraiser is about is being able to help individuals can make those connections have that kinship and so um be a part of a community that's better and you know for our our whole absolutely count our county so uh tell us about uh the uh, fundraiser what will be happening here this is uh as we mentioned coming up on saturday right yes yes saturday so this around the world tour is um actually an inspiration from 
Dwayne and Kathy Jabbett, something that they used to do with Romark. Um, but really, it's going to be different stations of different foods. Um, there'll be some 50-50s, those live auction items, as well as silent auction items. Our um, MC is your own Mike Holman, which is pretty excited. Very cool. And then we have our um, auctioneer will be Trent Farthing. So it's going to be a full night of just some games, um, some a pianist that's going to be there. Um, Phil Shea, who will be playing the piano. Um, but we will have, um, like I said, the live and silent auctions, the 50-50. We'll have a card pool, um, which is, you know, every card, every pool of, you know, envelope is mm-hmm. worth something. There's going okay. to be gift cards in there. Very good. One lucky winner will be a, a winner of a $100 gift card to Japan West. So, Very good. Yeah, so, so there's going to be all kinds of things. And we'll mention again, because... Everything because uh, yeah. no event is complete without food. Food from around the world, so that's correct. Can't yeah. uh, can't beat that. Yes. Uh, now, how do folks get tickets if they want to? If they want to go, so they could get a hold of us, call in our office four one nine four five five six zero eight two, or you could email us at admin at welcome to new dot org. Um, either way, whatever is easier for anyone to reach out to us, even if you go on our website, there's an RSVP button. You could just go right on our website as well. So, Very good. and this is not, um, honestly, we are so thankful for so many sponsors that we have, um, with this program and our presenting sponsors, Ohio Logistics, as well as Denny and Janice Bishop. Um, we can't thank them enough. We, you know, all of our sponsors, um, we have La Rich, we have Marathon, St. Mike's, Brian Ford Lincoln, um, Lincoln, we have Hall Trucking, Premier, Sinks Flowers, Richard and Karen Zunkowitz. Um, and then, like I said, so many more sponsors that we have, which is yeah. amazing. So we are very pleased. So it is uh, Saturday evening, uh, 6 to 10. The Findlay Country Club uh, is the place. So you know it's going to be good food. That's, I mean, yeah, that's exactly. It goes without saying. <laughs> and uh, we've got a link up on our webpage for more information about the uh, Around the World Tour to benefit Welcome uh, to a New Life. And Stan, it's got to be uh, really cool, uh, as Carla is mentioning, uh, the sponsors and and to see so many people uh, embrace this program. Program because when you launch a program like this, I, I'm sure you that you think, uh, are people going to get it? Are people going to understand? You know what I mean? Um, because this is a group of uh, individuals. You know, you're working with, with kind of a sketchy past, and you know it would be really easy to sort of turn the other way, say, "Oh, that's great, Sian. You know, uh, good for you." And, and but the community really has embraced this program. Well, it's not only the community; it's the city of Finley. Yeah, the county commissioners have come through with for us and. You know, and uh, it's they they realize that we have a problem here. I mean, it's, it's something you just can't hide. And you, you talk to many of these families with the drug situations with their mm-hmm. youngsters and things yeah. like that. You know, if we don't do anything to help the situation, it's only going to get worse and fester into something we don't even know what we're going to have in the next time yeah. around with these new drugs. Yeah. You know, so we got to correct that problem. And I think what we're doing it as a community. And we're just uh, we're doing the best that we can to uh, for, forego any more serious problems than we already have. Absolutely. And if folks want uh, more information about the Welcome to a New Life program, it's all on the uh, website there, too. We've that got correct. that uh, information. And always looking for additional mentors, too, if folks oh, want definitely. to uh, get oh, involved, take that to the next definitely. level. Again, goodmornings.net to learn more. Again, uh, Stan Kajawa, Carla Benjamin from uh, Welcome to a New Life. Thanks very much for dropping by. We appreciate it. Thanks for having Thank us. You. This is Good Mornings with Chris Oaks on Thursday. 1530 WFIN, WFIN.com and 95.5 FM. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Points for creativity. Linda Johnson is a now former manager of a Wendy's restaurant in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh, who came up with a uh, an interesting idea. This is one of those <laughs> from the file of sounded like a good idea. At the time, apparently, as the manager of the Wendy's restaurant, she invented her very own ghost employee to score an extra paycheck for herself. According to local news reports, uh, Ms. Johnson played boss to her imaginary employee. She set up, uh, she apparently hired, quote unquote, hired a William Bright Uh, manually logging 128 shifts and raking in $19,898 in earnings for almost a year from June of 2021 until May 
of 2022. Um, the uh, Mr. Bright's, the fictitious Mr. Bright's uh, paychecks were all deposited into a bank account that she owned. <laughs> Sounds like a brilliant plan, right? Uh, she now faces a charge of theft by deception. And uh, Wendy's is out like $16,000. So you're figuring that she's probably going to have to make restitution may end up in the slammer. And of course, she's looking for a job, a real job for herself (laughs) and Mr. Bright. I don't know if it's a package deal. Do you have to hire both of them? I don't know. (laughs) Wow, that's pretty brazen. Um, this is kind of interesting. It's vacation season and, uh, two sisters, uh, uh, I don't have their names here in this report. It says two sisters who left Miami on a cruise to the Bahamas, Jamaica, and Mexico have been accused of bringing back more than just your regular souvenirs. Apparently, they'd set sail on July 16th, came back on July 23rd, and when the cruise ship docked, U.S. Customs and Border Protection searched their cabin and their luggage and found 4.754 and three-quarter kilos of cocaine. (laughs) Is this not your typical souvenirs? Right. Uh, Now, the sisters denied knowing about the drugs, but one did say that her backpack appeared uh, seemed to be heavier than she remembered it. <laughs> uh, apparently, they say they left their uh, backpack unattended for just a moment uh, when they went to use the restroom at a uh, restaurant in Jamaica. When they got back, it did seem heavier, but they didn't look inside. I don't know. I'm having trouble believing it, but you decide. Mm. We'll see how far that defense takes them. This is kind of interesting. Uh, the city of Los Angeles now has a species named in its honor, the Los Angeles thread millipede. Naturalists discovered the tiny creature in Southern California near a freeway uh, near a Starbucks restaurant. <laughs> a new millipede that we uh, never knew. It is translucent. And apparently is blind, has horn-like antennae. It is amazing to think that these millipedes are crawling in the inner cracks and crevices between little pieces of rock below our feet right here in Los Angeles, according to entomologist Paul Merrick. Just goes to show that there is still undiscovered uh, life, even on this planet. (laughs) I, I just, I think it's amazing when you think about it, that they would just happen to stumble upon this uh, millipede that no one has ever seen before. And, of course, it's at Starbucks. (laughs) Named for Los Angeles. Uh, Speaking of of life um, and uh, insect life, this is an insect, right? Uh, scientists say that they have found a microscopic worm that survived frozen in the Siberian permafrost for 46,000 years. Survived after 46,000 years. The tiny nematode was discovered in a fossilized squirrel burrow found in 2002. The worm was resuscitated in 2018 And now researchers have analyzed it to determine its age and about how long it survived in a dormant state. The findings were published this past week in the journal Genetics, uh, suggesting that drastic changes to the environment could feasibly cause the frozen worms to escape the ice and repopulate the species. I don't know, that's just weird and slightly disturbing, isn't it? That's... And a couple of other items in the uh, broken news, odd and unusual side of the headlines. Outside of Mount View Middle School, um, and I don't know exactly where this is, Mount View Middle School. That could be anywhere, right? 
Um, I'm, I'm sure that there's more than one Mount View Middle School in the country, but... In this case, it says here in the report, the road outside Montview Middle School was to spo- was supposed to say school. <laughs> they repainted the, the road, the school zone. Uh, the word, though, was misspelled. <laughs> Apparently, the highway workers need to go back to school. They spelled it school, S-H-C-O-O-L, school. The road was painted to inform drivers to slow down. But uh, they misspelled it. And now, because the weather has been really rotten, they've gotten rain and and all of that, they haven't been able to correct the misspelling. (laughs) They say they do expect it to be uh, corrected before the start of the school year. And uh, the uh, town's highway department posted online, we are eternally grateful for everyone's input in this matter. Although one person suggested that they can't get it changed because the weather has been so bad. Maybe what they uh, should do is change the name to Mount View Middle School. (laughs) Instead of changing the road, they just change the name of the school. And finally, in the broken news this morning, see what you think about this. Speaking of school, a 17-year-old from Tennessee is suing his school district demanding the removal of a suspension from his permanent record. The student was punished uh, last year for posting three online memes that he made uh, mocking his school principal. One of them showed the educator in a French maid's outfit. (laughs) Um, And there were a couple of others. There were three in all. Um... Advocates say the suspension is a violation of the student's First Amendment right to free speech. The complaint that has been filed in court now claims that high schools cannot punish a student for satirizing the principal on social media when the satire occurs off campus and does not cause substantial disruption at school. It's off campus, outside school hours. Um... They say as long as it doesn't cause substantial disruption at school, the high school has a social media policy prohibiting students from embarrassing or humiliating staff members. And that is what the uh, student is challenging now. Stay tuned. Uh, Kind of interesting there. Here you go. Some of the uh, most interesting and buzzworthy stories. The odd and unusual side of the headlines. That is today's broken news report. And we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Thank you to everyone who helped 1330 WFIN stuff the bus this year. Also, thank you to our sponsors, our host site, McDonald's on Tiffin Avenue, all of our volunteers, and all of you who donated to help needy children in our area. For distribution dates and times, or to get kids registered, go to cchsupport.org. Thank you again for helping 1330 WFIN stuff the bus. Time now for your daily download, the numbers behind the news, the statistics that shape our lives with the uh, rising cost of everything these days from groceries, sending kids back to school. 38% of Americans say they have curbed their impulse buying. As according to a a new survey of 2,000 adults, the average consumer now spends $151 on those knee-jerk purchases every month. A year ago, that was $314. We've cut it in half. 77% say they are watching their wallets due to inflation. 58% will only splurge on an item that is on sale. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, there is something happening for every member of the family in the month of August at the Marathon Center for the Performing Arts. And Heather Clough is here to tell us what is happening in the coming month. Um, first of all, have to mention what a great show on Saturday night. Uh, Finley Rocks the 60s goes live uh, and it was a packed house. Uh, it looked like everybody had just a tremendous time. Yes, it was a packed house and a packed stage. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people on stage, great yeah. hometown crowd. How cool is that to be able to host an event like that? Um, oh, I mean, 
you know, we talk about uh, bringing the artists in and bringing great uh, national uh, acts and national shows uh, to the local community and, and all of that. But to have something that is as homegrown and organic, I guess, for lack of a better term. That's the perfect term. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it was a partnership with the, the historical museum. Right. You know, Reg and the the band, the reunion band started in mm. Central. I actually welcome people back to Central in this curtain speech right. because yeah. that, that's what MCPA is, right? We yeah. are the, the cultural hub and have been for a long time before we were MCPA. Mm-hmm. Um, just so many great people on stage and in the audience and yeah, that, that's what we're all about. Yeah. Uh, and it was so cool to see it be a sold out show i mean literally a sold out show it was it was packed i think right before the show we had six tickets left and those sold so we were we were definitely sold out (laughs) sold out show so uh looking ahead to the month of august first of all wrapping up the uh, summer outdoor events uh the lunchtime live series tomorrow is the last one it is the last one yep those were our tuesday series you can come out to the park and bring your lunch and and, uh, enjoy some live music we have the bridge duo tomorrow and that starts at 11 30 it okay. looks like the weather's gonna be gorgeous yeah uh unfortunately uh we had actually hoped last week uh we had to call the pantasia uh, show in the civic concert right. series um because of the uh, weather concerns heat and storms and and all of that in the area uh the hope was that we might be able to reschedule that for this wednesday but the schedules just yeah the possible, schedules so. just wouldn't come together unfortunately. unfortunately but uh in any event do not miss lunchtime live uh tomorrow uh the food trucks continue uh that is not the last one you've got that one is more. not we have one in september in september yep. but uh, yeah. but we have the food trucks coming this uh wednesday okay so day after tomorrow right. um and i hear there's a I, I'm a coffee fan. I hear there's a coffee truck coming, so I'm oh, okay. pretty excited. There we go. <laughs> uh, one of the other things that's happening uh, beginning this week, you have an adult uh, learn to dance workshop. Yeah, we're having several, actually. there's um, You can learn waltz. You can learn rumba, salsa, swing, and those are all this week. Okay. Um, if you sign up singly, it's $15, but if you come as a couple, it's only $25. You get a little savings there. Okay. And they're hour long, and you can just learn how to do some of these great dances. So, obviously, it is uh, easier to do as a couple, but you don't have to sign up you as a couple. You do not have to sign up okay. as a couple. So, if nope. you want to surprise your spouse That's uh, right. <laughs> by uh, learning to dance. And, again, we talk about uh, the, the things that are going on other than the performances uh, with classes, uh, stuff for youth and adults. This is a perfect example. It is. And we had just started to get back or started to get into adult workshops before COVID. So this is sort of our first venture back. So hopefully they're a big success and we can keep doing them. All right. So, uh, that is, uh, those begin on Thursday. Is that right? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. So the waltz is on Wednesday at six o'clock. All right. So, uh, uh, more information about that on the uh, website. And then we get into some of the uh, performances. We have a, uh, live at arms series uh, show coming up on the 10th yes so we're kicking off our season on the 10th with nigel Wern. um he is an australian americana singer i would say okay. americana noir it's, it's a little hard to describe but i saw him at a conference and fell in love with him and i said you need to come to mcpa <laughs> so i'm telling everybody it's going to be a great big fun party to kick off the season and again live at arms very uh it's a small it's a very intimate uh, setting and all yes. of that Perfect. yep right in arms hall yep. we have new set this year so uh-huh. you get to see the new set revealed okay. and i don't think we've officially announced this yet but people that are at live at arms we're going to draw one name to win season tickets for the whole live at arms series oh wow so if okay. you come to the show you have a chance of coming to all the shows for free all of the shows okay so uh, circle that on the uh, calendar a couple of other uh events that are uh, coming up uh, another free fun for all event uh, earlier in the summer we talked with the folks of the finley hancock county community foundation uh about the uh, shows that they are helping uh put on or or pay for uh, folks to be able to come for free right uh you've got one coming up on august 17th we have puppy pals so they're trained stunt dogs 
<laughs> and tickets, I think there's just a handful of free tickets left for that. Okay. Um, I keep joking that we're going to market it as free puppies, but it's not free puppies. <laughs> you, <laughs> you won't get a free puppy. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to take one of the puppies home, no matter how much you may want That's to. That's right. Uh, but those, uh, you do need tickets. You do need tickets. And you can get those on the website. Yes, right? and they're free. That doesn't cost you anything, but you have to have a okay. ticket. You go through the same process. You just exactly. don't have to pay. Right. Uh, and then speaking of, of uh, free events, uh, the uh, Findlay Civic Choir uh, is going to be uh, performing on the 20th. Yes, and their program's called Jazzy Bird this year. So I'm looking forward to it, hearing what jazz they sing. For that, there is no no ticket uh, I believe, right, there's yeah. no ticket requirements. Uh, you just come and, and it's community members on stage. Yeah. And those concerts are great. I don't know if you've been to one, but they are very talented. So uh, again, one to circle on the uh, calendar. Uh, you have a uh, program coming up on the 24th that should be an awful lot of fun. A tribute to ABBA. Yes, we have ABBA Fab coming. <laughs> what... Um, it, where do they where do they come from? I mean, what is the story behind Abafab? Yeah, they um they're actually renting the theater, so okay. they're coming in and they're a national touring group. One of the top Abba, I mean, there's a lot of Abba tributes out there um, yeah. with very clever names, um, but Abafab is is one of the top ones. Yeah, and it you know it's everybody loves Abba. Yeah, yeah. they they are definitely hot once again. They are. Um, so that'll be a, a fun show again. Not part of the concert series, right? Um, but. Uh, so this is kind of a one-off show, but uh, an awful lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have several like that over the season. We had yeah. a Garth Brooks once not too long ago, and mm-hmm. and they come in and they want to come to Finley and. Yeah, uh, and and so that's one of the reasons why you really have to uh, go back and check the website every now and then to make sure that you're not missing a show because those right. will pop up from time right, to time. Right, because we announce our season, but those shows aren't part of that announcement. Right. Uh, so all of those things coming up, like we said, there's something literally for every member of the family uh, happening at the uh, Marathon Center uh, for the Performing Arts in the uh, month of August. And by the way, you also have a uh, new art exhibit uh, that is do. opening today, I think. Right? Um, it's open, yeah. Okay. And the reception is going to be during Art Walk on Friday, so from okay. 5 to 8, I believe. And it's a Toledo artist named S. Bockensturm. Beautiful still lifes. Uh, I keep walking in there and picking a different one as my favorite. So you want to come check that out. And that's open whenever the building is open. Yeah. Uh, free. Uh, and, yes. and if you haven't checked out the Fisher Wall Art Gallery, all kinds of uh, unique. Uh, this is still lifes, which is when we think artwork, I think this is what all of us think. Right. This is uh, a little more classical yeah, looking. Uh, classical. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Uh, the, but we've had uh, lots of different things in there. Yeah. So again, uh, definitely something to uh, check out uh, yeah you, you come by for the food trucks or there you go before yeah. our show yeah. absolutely uh we've got a link up on our webpage for more information about all of these events happening at the marathon center for the performing arts coming up in the uh, month of august and again uh, heather Clo, thanks very much for dropping by we thank you it. And that will finish up our podcast for today. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program. And remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each and every day on our webpage, goodmornings.net. Coming up tomorrow on the program, a new study finds the number of American children who are fully vaccinated ahead of back-to-school time is at a 10-year low. We'll talk more about the importance of getting your kids immunized. So until tomorrow morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. Catch you back here tomorrow.